0: Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach and instigator of joy. I believe that we are all so much more powerful than we can possibly understand. My goal with these conversations is to introduce you to brave, vulnerable people who are finding and owning their awesome. My guests are leaning into what makes them unique and sharing that uniqueness with the world. I hope these conversations inspire you to break free from whatever is holding you back. And to step into your own greatness. Welcome to the Finder Awesome podcast. My guests today are Laura and Gio, the founders of Baby Rhino, a new multi sport fashion company. You guys are just awesome. These, okay, so Laura and I go way back. We were on the Betty Designs team together for four years. I met Gio through Laura at Pumpkin Man Triathlon two years ago?
1: Yeah, Yeah. at Pumpkin Man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, These guys are killing it. They are absolutely awesome. They don't realize, I don't think, that I'm a huge fan, and I see everything they post on social media, and it inspires the crap out of me. So I'm so excited to share them with you guys so you can all be inspired by them as well. Welcome, Laura and Gio. Thank Aw, you,
1: thanks, thank Cassie. you, Cassie. we're so excited. We yes, love you, we are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love you guys. So, let's start out talking about Baby Rhino. Sure,
1: all right.
0: How, when did you create it? How did you create it? Tell us the story.
2: Well, I'll tell you a little bit just real quick is in our past lives, I wanted to have a multi sport company and apparel company. Laura wanted to do the same, so we kind of played around with the idea. And when we were in Kona. Uh, for the World Championships this year. We went this year to make a video for Jenny, so we made a movie for her. We were at Lava Java, and we were both talking about our love for fashion, apparel, racing. And then uh, we said then that, go ahead, babe, that we would go home and start.
1: You said to me, why don't we do it? And I was like, are you serious? Because we had talked about it, you know, on and off for a year. And then, you know, you kind of get into the reality and should use and those kinds of things and so he just said why can't we and I, I just looked at him and said yeah why can't we let's do it and and that was kind of a real turning point for us we got really excited and we said yeah let's do it so we kind of toasted to a cup of Kona coffee and and that was it and we just really got excited about developing our own fashion line and really, um, a vision for what we wanted to accomplish with the line too. And what is it that you want to accomplish
0: with the line?
2: Well, one thing, the name baby rhino came from me. I'm the baby rhino. So what happened is, as you know, I am a plus size racer. I'm not a little guy. So it was kind of a joke where Laura would say when I was at the Y swimming, I look like a baby rhino when I swim.
1: So when she'd see (laughs) me in the
2: pool swimming, she's like, you look like a baby rhino. So the funny thing with the rhinos, we started researching, and a rhino can run up to 40 miles an hour. So I may be a plus size guy, but I can run a seven minute mile and I'm in the 20s on a bike. So even though I'm a plus size guy, I still have a little speed on me. So we started coming up with the idea and Laura started researching. and uh,
1: Yeah, well, one of the things that we wanted to do was to have a line that really brought people from extra small to three X because so often we heard from people like, Oh, I like what you're wearing. I like your outfit, but I can never find things that fit me. And so we wanted to have performance wear that was really stylish. We like color. We like fun, you know, vibrant colors and and just to have fun with life and that's what we wanted to express through our fashion but we wanted to be able to offer that to a variety of athletes men women in all different shapes and sizes and all ages too
2: but another important thing Kelsey is we wanted we wanted the average athlete because if you look at a lot of teams or a lot of race photos they're basically a lot of fit people 140 pound guys the girls are just chiseled and what we're about is our first baby rhino athlete this year did the Florida Ironman. And uh, she finished in 17 and a half hours. And when she came in, everybody was gone. They left the medal on the table for her. We were up at one fifteen in the morning waiting for her to finish. And then we fell asleep at one thirty, and she just came in. And that's what we're about because our team has uh, people that are going to Kona, people that are going to ITU Worlds. But we're also about that person that – hey, I just want to do my first race. Will you do it with us? And we'll do everything we can to help them even be there if we can. So really that's an important thing to us is to to get that person that may be intimidated or scared and get them into racing.
1: Yeah, that really. That's that's a big part for us. We want to inspire health and fitness um, for, for everyone. And uh, it doesn't really matter your age or your shape or size, but we want people to be healthy and fit and know that you can have fun doing that and
0: you guys have people on your team who aren't triathletes too right that's,
1: yeah that's
2: that kind of well i'll say real quick that kind of happened unexpectedly because we want to branch redefine multi-sport which Laura's very good at, at describing but we want to have boarders, rock climbers yoga volleyball and it's kind of blown up in the last month where we didn't even expect this but We actually have some fitness competitors that Laura used Mm -hmm. to compete with in the bikini competitions. Mm -hmm. And we have girls we may be sponsoring in Puerto Rico that are on the volleyball team, Mm -hmm. paddle boarders, weightlifters, yoga. Aerial yoga. We have no idea how it, you know, we were just taking baby steps step by step. And then all of a sudden we've created a team that is a multi-sport team, not just triathletes. So tell them a little bit about some of the athletes.
1: We wanted our athletes to really be ambassadors, again, of health and fitness out there. And we wanted them to inspire people to just achieve their goals. And, And like Gio said, we think that everyone's extraordinary. If they set a health goal for themselves in health and fitness, regardless of what that is, that's extraordinary because they're just getting out there and they're doing it. And so we wanted to really look at What is multi-sport? And so oftentimes, you know, we love we we both come from triathlon, but I I branched out and I got into um, fitness competition and I also became a paddleboard and paddleboard yoga instructor, and I really fell in love with a variety of sports as did Geo. And we wanted to get people on our team to really be out there as ambassadors to show people that we are multifaceted in our pursuit of fitness and we want to really inspire people not to just to pursue triathlon as much as we love it but to really get out there and experience nature to get out there and experience life and have fun doing it. Mm.
0: I love that you keep bringing it back to life and before I forget I want to touch on rhinos cuz you guys mentioned in I think in your blog post that you're doing something for rhinos so I want to share that bit.
1: Yeah, we, um, you know, part of what we want our brand to do is to stand for um, kind of giving back. And so we have a variety of charities that we're partnering with and that we support and people on our team also that support a variety of charities. But one of the things that we love is because we love rhinos, we want to help save the rhinos and help part of that is helping to save the earth. And so we've partnered with a couple of charities on um, saving the rhinos, Um, White rhinos are an endangered species, as are the black rhinos. And it's just something that we want to do to give back because these creatures are just amazing animals. They're actually, we are living unicorns and, um, you know, ancestors to, um, you know, going back hundreds and hundreds of years to dinosaurs and they really need to be treated with love and respect. And so we, we just want to do that to give back and have our brand stand for something beyond clothes.
0: Absolutely. I love that. And rhinos, are they're poached, right, for their horns? Yes, they for are. For
1: their horns, for their skin, um, for their, even for their feet. Um, and um, poached in um, Africa and in and, uh, and other places in the world too. And so it's to stop poaching, it's to create awareness and to also cultivate um, the species so that they can survive.
0: That's awesome. I really, I really respect what you guys are doing. I'm really inspired by it.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay, so now back to you. You just decided to create this fashion line. Did either of you have any experience? Did None. you have any idea what you were doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not really,
0: no. Yeah.
2: Well, the thing is, we also have a film production company. So we do a lot of filming for fashion shows, fashion. And I've grown up loving fashion. So I've been very lucky on that end. So basically, I have no art skills in my life but I take drawings and then we have someone who helps so I draw the patterns I draw the pictures uh in my stick figures and then we ship them off and then they come back as artwork
1: we have a very good friend who's an artist that's worked with us on our um design and uh, we, we just love her um and but Gio really I'd have to credit Gio too with um having the brain of brain power of being the creative uh, portion of the business because he has a lot of the vision for the design for fashion and so forth but um, you know both of us other than loving fashion um, we had no experience in manufacturing and, and so forth we really came from the business sector um, I was a VP of HR Geos and um, um, you want to say maybe your your
2: background? Well, I work in healthcare. so yeah. i I work um, all over New England. But basically our life journey, we're not young little puppies anymore. so at our age, you
1: can speak for yourself. We have
2: <laughs> <laughs> We have a lot of experience, that just experience in life, which we've taken to the company to really just help us. And we've we've set ourselves with a lot of friends that have experience, and we've really just been taking it baby steps every month. But it's kind of, every month it's been just way beyond anything we expected. It's just grown more. The team has grown. The lines have grown. um, Stuff we've been selling. It's really just exceeded any expectation that we set back in November.
0: I love how you keep saying you're just taking baby steps.
2: Yes, Yes.
0: That's how we make big strides, isn't it? We just keep taking the baby steps.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Or baby rhino steps. I
2: take yeah. a bigger
0: there run. we go. baby. But I think baby rhino steps are bigger <laughs> than just regular baby steps. No sure. Yeah. When they're running, yes.
2: Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. definitely.
0: Um, okay, so, Gio, you work in, I didn't realize you work in healthcare. Do you still work full-time in healthcare?
2: I do. I'm okay. very lucky because I travel a lot for my job, so it gives me a lot of flexibility. But uh, I can be anywhere in New England any day, so I do do a lot of traveling, but... Uh, working with Laura we're just on the phone all day and a lot of people as you know having your own business most people don't know when I get home we start working again so Laura is usually up till midnight working on anything with Baby Rhino the designs working with all of our vendors emails it's just we have to make ourselves go to bed at night because it really was just getting overwhelming and you know, trying to get up at 4.30 to train, but at midnight, we're just laying in bed trying to cool down. But as you know, having your own business and doing a startup where it's just us, so we're really learning. So a lot of that time is spent, you know, we're we're really up late every night working on on Baby Rhino.
0: So What's
1: the, oh, go ahead, Laura. I was just gonna say we're very grateful though, um, because we really didn't expect it to be, um, you know, to to escalate so quickly. And, um, you know, one of the things when, when we got back from Kona, you know, as we had talked about starting the business, my first day back uh, to work, my commute to work was three hours and 38 minutes, I think it was. And I called him up and I said, babe, this is crazy. You know, because it was really about quality of life. And then we decided to take the plunge and there's a lot of security there um, in spite of the travel, but there was a lot of security in the in the job. But we said, if we're gonna do it, we have to be all in. And yes. so I, we took the scary plunge of saying, okay, I'm gonna leave and we're gonna do this and uh, don't look back. And, and, and we really are grateful though for that opportunity to be able to um, make that decision and, and support each other in it.
2: Yes. It was a big thing to go to this business, Kelsey, because Laura was a VP of HR, so she did very well for herself. She made a very good salary. And then when she came home and we decided to do this, she stopped so she could do Baby Rhino. And, you know, you look at social media, you think everybody's happy, life is great, but we really cut everything back to make this happen. We had to look at our finances. And what we ended up doing is looking at our finances and going, wow. Three quarters of our bills every month is just stuff we just buy. We don't even need it just because we can. So we really had to take a look at ourselves and really just mm-hmm. cut everything out. Whatever we needed, didn't need. If we had isogenics bars coming once a month, we mm-hmm. cut them out. If we, it was just the whole list. And really, um, I don't know if people know just the sacrifices people make to start a business. But behind mm-hmm. the scenes, we really cut our life back. Yeah. 75, 80% of what we used to do to nothing yeah. to just sit in the house all day, all night and work on this company, which you know. And we, but love. we love having fun. But, but yeah. we we promised ourselves yeah. from day one, we're never going to get mad with each other. We're going to enjoy the ride. Yeah. Let's just work hard at it. This is about having fun, living life, not coming home and fighting and arguing. So, and that's what we've yeah. done. And now exactly. we're going into six months of starting the company and we've stayed true. Never, we're never going to come home and argue and fight over the money or the company. We're enjoying every second of this ride.
0: What's the biggest lesson you've learned so far?
2: Ooh, I would say for me, really, it hasn't been, the biggest lesson I've learned is we want to do it on our own. Instead of having everything outsourced, we've really been learning stuff to do on our own. So my biggest thing And this is the biggest thing my mother taught me is you can do anything in life you want to do. So a lot of things that we could hire out, like Laura did the website, she's done the Shopify site, which I think she's done an amazing job, where we know friends of ours who've paid up to $10,000 for a website, and we just can't do it. So I think the biggest thing that I've learned is you can do anything in life you want to. You just have to use YouTube and you'll figure it out. So that's my biggest thing I take out of this company is you can do it. But it's not going to be easy. And it's going to take time, but you can do it. And I think yeah. we've both been doing that.
1: Yeah. I think for me, it's about um, having faith and believing. And, you know, there's a lot of times where we're like, well, Oh, my gosh, how are we going to do this? And, you know, you hear these stories about companies that are like, Oh, we started with $50. It's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great story, but that's not how it works. Um, but but have faith. Have faith in each other. Have faith in ourselves. Have faith in God, and 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 have gratitude for where we're at. And you know, even when times are tough, you know, there've been times we're like, all right, you know, we got you know just enough for groceries this week, um, you know, but we're going to be grateful for it, yeah. and. Um, and, and, not like Gio said, you know, to, um, take that out, this that stress out on each other, but to believe in each other, that, that we are going to do this together and, and you know, appreciate each other for, for the strengths that we bring to the business together too.
2: You, you know what, Kelsey, we made it a funny thing because all the money we have and we had, we put to the company because it takes a lot of money to get this company started. and it's kind of a funny thing, but we didn't even have money for oil and you know, in New England, we went <laughs> of, it was like minus ten. Yeah. we were going to the gas station every night, filling up two five gallon jugs of diesel, and then oh, wow. she pulled the flashlight for me, and we'd put <laughs> it into the oil reservoir in the back of the house and instead of getting a big thing of oil, we would go every night and get. Because that's all we could afford, time because everything goes we're towards the business. We're like, we
1: need inventory. We can't afford a tank we oil. We can't afford a tank oil.
2: <laughs> so she'd be holding the flashlight for me. I'd put five gallons at a time. We'd have to get heat for a day or two. And then we'd go back to the gas station and get it. But the, to us, it's funny. We're not, you know, we're good. We, we're just enjoying the ride. And if that's what you have to do to be successful, then we'll pay our dues.
0: And I think that is awesome. That's such a great story. Yes. Too Like, you know, 10 years down the line, you're still going
1: to be telling that story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There it were, was funny. There are a few nights where we like, baby, you really smell like gas. <laughs> 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 and someday we're going to laugh about this. Yeah. Things. But we did. Because it's like, you know, you could, you could get angry. You could say, why me? Or we could say, you know, at the end of the day, we said, all right, you know, if we decide we don't want to do this and we don't want to make that kind of sacrifice, then we'll just not do the business. So we have to decide. What is it that we wanted to do, and what was the passion that we wanted to follow? And I have to say to you, Kelsey, you know, words of wisdom from you that we got two years ago that just really resonated with me was pursue love, not fear. And I can't tell you how many times that I've said that to myself and to Geo because fear is something that really grips you, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's you know fear of failure, um, fear of you know being without and sacrifice you know, if you stay in that fear, it's paralyzing. But if you free yourself and you just liberate yourself from that, which is, I will say, sometimes it's beyond daily practice. Sometimes it's like, you know, it's like the serenity prayer. You might say that an hour at a time or whatever. Um, but when you focus on on the love and and what you want to do, this is our dream, this is our passion, this is our love, then it kind of wipes away the fear. And, and and I think Gio, for me, has been my rock and and really helped me when I've been down. He's picked me up, and hopefully I've made him laugh when he's been stressed, too. <laughs> I love it. But, um, but that's what it's all about, and that's why we want to say we want to enjoy the ride and just kind of appreciate where we're at and always feel blessed that we have this opportunity. Very true. Yeah, you guys are
0: the way that you guys present yourselves and this stuff that you share and your whole line love comes through thank
2: Thank you you, Yeah.
0: yeah so i want to talk about um you both specifically you you aren't like training doesn't necessarily it's not super easy for you is it no, no, no. <laughs> you're not like these. Not the of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk about what's going on behind the scenes there.
2: Well, uh, basically for me, we just raced Ironman Puerto Rico, the 70.3. And that was Laura's first 70.3. So I was so proud of her. Not an easy race. It was 98 degrees, a hot day so we were returning from Puerto Rico and I had a mini stroke in the airport. I didn't know what was happening. My face went numb, half of my face. So I kind of thought I was still kind of out of whack from Puerto Rico. Maybe the heat, maybe I was still dehydrated. So the next day I was doing some unpacking, Laura was out and my face went numb again. And I remember my boss had a stroke last uh, previous year. So. The crazy thing about it is he called me while it was happening. So while I was in the room unpacking, I was like, hey, boss, mm-hmm. when you had your stroke, what happened? And he's like, my face went numb. My lips started drooling, uh, dripping. I couldn't talk. I'm like, uh oh, he's like, I said, that's happening to me right now. He says, you need to go to the hospital right now. So Laura came home and uh, we went straight to the hospital. They checked my uh, blood I knew pressure. He didn't
1: fight me. That was something. Yeah. Wrong. yeah. So they checked
2: me, and as soon as they checked me, they took us to the trauma room, and they were waiting for me to have a stroke, and that was a big eye opener because I'm diabetic, and the big thing for me is I just put a, a thing on Facebook a few days ago uh, to kind of talk about this because a lot of things that happened to me could have been prevented, and they're my fault. I was on the wrong insulin for two years. I just haven't been back to the doctor. Uh, being diabetic, they recommended you take cholesterol medication, blood pressure, you know. And I just figured, hey, I'm an Ironman guy. Uh, I don't need all this medication. I train uh, constantly. I'm, I'm in good shape. Yeah. But the the point that the nurse made that that really stayed with me is she said, "Listen, I can't run to the door, but my insides are good." She said, "You may be able to run 50 miles, but your insides are bad." so you need to get your insides fixed. And she was right. So basically what came at, but the other crazy thing, Kelsey, is when we got back from Puerto Rico, I was going to ride my bike that day. I was going to get on a trainer because we're getting ready for Hawaii and Lake Placid. I couldn't get the the real wheel on. The, the screw would not go in. And you know, it takes five seconds. You put the wheel on, you just put it right through and you get to riding your bike. We tried for 30 minutes to get wheel back on and we couldn't so so we just said okay i'll ride another day if i rode my bike when laura left she would have found me dead in the Mm -hmm. basement because i was having the stroke when i was going to ride the bike and you know when we ride bikes we'll get on for two hours i have to ride 300 watts too i got to do speed drills so and then after that we came back home and the first time i rode we put the wheel right on
0: and it went right on and it went right on okay wait so Gio, this is just so magical. Okay, so you couldn't get the wheel on, and then your boss, who is very familiar with strokes, just happens to call you while you're having a stroke. Yes. This You weren't supposed to go. No. That's this a good was all supposed to work out this way.
2: It was crazy, because before she left, she's helped. I said, I can't get this wheel on. So for 30 minutes, we tried to get the real wheel on. We could not get it on. So I just said, okay, well, let's just put it away. I'm going to go unpack and we'll, so while she was running errands, I was going to get on the trainer, but since we couldn't get the wheel on, we just left it. So it was
1: really meant to be. It honestly, was crazy.
2: Yeah. And that's when we told him at the hospital, I said, I was going to get on the trainer and ride the bike. And they were like, you would have, she would have found you on the floor. That would have mm-hmm. been
1: it. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. And then when, after a couple of weeks and they gave me the green light, we got the bike, we put the wheel on, and we just started laughing yeah. like, seriously, it just went right the wheel on, just went off. right in. And we're like, you gotta be kidding me.
0: So, are you at risk of having a stroke again?
2: Uh, it's just it's higher because, answer, yeah. yes, because I'm diabetic, my risk is higher. But now that I've been going through a lot of testing, I've been with the endocrinologist, now I'm on the right insulin, I'm dialing it in. I'm not on a diet. One of our close friends is a diabetic nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So she came up and spent a half a day with us to go over my new eating plan, not a diet. And so basically, I'm on blood pressure medication, cholesterol medication, and I'm back to training now and uh, took a couple weeks, but now I'm ready to start getting back to pushing myself. But the risk is higher. But one thing, it took me, um, when I first did my first run for 30 minutes, every minute I would stop thinking I was going to die. I was like, my head hurts. I'm going to die. Oh, my face is numb. I'm having a stroke. Oh, my toe hurts. I can't breathe. And I had to come home and sit on the couch for for a couple hours. Like, I'm not going to live my life like this. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, either I'm going to kick the bucket, but I can't. I'm not just going to stay home and uh, watch cable all day and not Mm -hmm. train. So it's been hard to get back to training, like, because I'm so paranoid. I'm just going to. But I'm at a good place now where. I think uh
1: well every day we take his blood pressure and he's got a new um diabetic uh, meter that we can test his um, blood sugar throughout the day and the eating plan and and what the endocrinologist really described is the need for diabetics to be on the cholesterol and blood pressure medicine is because their blood pumps through the heart and, and it's like a syrup it's like a molasses and so they need that medication in order for the blood to really flow more, more smoothly through. Um, because if it's syrupy without it, um, kind of the short answer, if it's syrupy without it, then they are more apt to have heart attack. And so we really want to get the message out there, take care of your diabetes. You can, you can live an active, healthy lifestyle, but you have to take care of you know, your cholesterol, your blood pressure, and you know your your nutrition
2: and that's why we want to get the word out because when I was in Puerto Rico I didn't have my meter I was taking my insulin and I'm eating all this Puerto Rican food cuz I'm Puerto Rican my blood sugars were probably in the 400s when I raced yeah. and um that's why I just want to get it out there and get information to people because my next uh races I do I'll actually be carrying a meter with me to check my blood during the race and I'll actually be taking insulin during the race because in the past I was so scared to take gels and I can't drink Gatorade because it's so high in sugar. But now I can take that knowing I can control my diabetes during the race. So that's wow. that, that we're gonna be writing about, how to race with diabetes. And that way I can take insulin during the race mm-hmm. and have the right uh, Gatorade, Powerade, gels, whatever I need to get through the race.
0: That's great. Have you found, I mean, that's so empowering.
2: Yes, yes, that's
0: choosing love over fear yes,
2: yes absolutely yes
1: we're taking it back
2: We're taking absolutely. it back that's made
0: yeah, is there a specific type of nutrition that is best for diabet- diabetics while you're training?
2: Well, the thing is, I, I guess I can't really speak because I'm not a professional in that, but everyone says to stay away from the carbs, everyone stay away mm-hmm. from carbs, but I can have the carbs now that I can. Um, with the dalin insulin that I'm on now, I can control it. So if I want to eat some rice or have some pasta, I can now control my blood sugars where before, the last insulin I was on would not control it. So, so and, generally
1: healthy carbs, whole grains. You know, back to very clean eating.
2: Yeah. So now my whole diet not diet, but the way I eat has really changed. I'm really I eat more. Uh, my snacking consists more of vegetables, some hummus, uh, blueberries, fruit. No more like granola bars or just, you know, I try to cut back on that stuff. But I think the important thing is I can now have carbs and control it and race. I've never raced just eating carbs because I've always had that fear with my blood sugar. So I'm kind of, I'm curious to see how I do racing this year, knowing that I can eat properly now. Because I've always had problems with cramping. And the endocrinologist said, you've always starved your body and you never fuel properly. Mm-hmm. So now I'm gonna fuel properly, and I'm gonna race. So I'm really looking forward to this year's race season to see how I do.
0: Mm-hmm. Game changer. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, the that, that end of the race, I imagine is gonna feel a whole lot better. Oh
2: yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I'm looking forward so. to it, I'm looking forward. I think
0: so. Awesome, I love that you are spreading this message. And I kind of, I'm so sorry that you went through this experience, Joe and Laura. And at the same time, it really sounds to me like it's it happened because you're supposed to spread this message.
2: I'm I'm really good with it. I just said thank you, God, for you know, it it really is when you do something you love and it's taken away from you, because I work in health in senior living in healthcare. I see residents that are in their fifties and sixties that have had strokes, cannot talk. I just saw one this week. And really, you have to sit down and think every day is such a gift because it was taken away from me. Because if I had damage, I could never run again, or I could never even walk again, or talk again. So honestly, it was a big, I'm, I'm okay, it happened. I say thank you, God, for the scare. But hopefully, I can help other people. Yeah. Don't get there. You don't need to get to that point. Make sure you go for your blood work every three months. Get get your checkup, go for your physical, be on cholesterol medication. Don't and don't be on it for three months because you do really good and then get off it. And then two years later, you have a stroke. So that's the message I'm trying to get out for me. I'm taking the purple pill for life. So that's that's just I don't care how good I do the next couple months. That's just the life I have to have to keep me healthy. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to tell people. If that's what you have to do, take the purple pill. That's it. If it's going to keep you healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's choosing to step out of the victim role.
2: Yes. And
0: into the, I mean, I I tell people, I teach people like when there's a, when you have a problem, you go through first step one is awareness, then acceptance and then action. And action is where you, you, you do whatever you're going to do. Yes. In your case take the purple
2: pill take the purple yeah. pill and get off the couch and go yeah. back to training. Yeah. and be thankful every day yeah. that yeah. you do what you love that's what i took out of it so it's okay that it happened to me i'm fine with it yeah.
1: we're just we're grateful that nothing more serious it was a wake up call it was yeah. a wake up for really both of us yes because it's a partnership you know for me to check in with them hey you know did you did you check your blood sugar how are you doing uh-huh. um because we're a team You know, we got to check on each other.
2: Every morning we get up, we get up, gets up. We get up. Every morning we get up. Every morning we get up, she checks my blood pressure first thing. So we work as a team with uh, everything we do.
0: Yeah, you guys are a pretty good team.
2: Thank you. Thank you. you. (laughs)
0: We
1: kind of like each other.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you? You're going to keep him?
1: I'm going to keep him. (laughs) Yep. That sounds good to me.
0: You guys are cute. I love you. Um, and Laura, I know you don't have it so easy either.
1: Yeah, I've had a journey as well. And um, I, I don't talk a lot about it, but um, you know, I have a lot of health issues that I've struggled with over the years too. And um, I'm really grateful to uh, be as active as I am and, and to have the specialists that I have. Um, but, you know, I go through times that are, are really challenging, um, and I have to be really careful about my health. So, um, one of the things I, I can, you know, talk a little bit about is I have a brain aneurysm, and I have what's called brain, uh, brain tumor syndrome, which is basically I have spinal fluid leaking into my brain, um, which um, simulates uh, brain tumor tumor mass but unlike a mass um, which they could operate and take out they can't remove this um, because your body constantly produces um you know fluid and one of the difficult things is that uh, you know it's one, i have a couple i think the top neurologists in the world uh, that i work with but what they've explained to me is uh, i'm actually like a um kind of a science experiment, I guess, to them, because um, on one hand, most people with my condition are completely disabled. And um, because I I live in chronic pain, I have just uh, really a tremendous amount of of pain um, in my head at all times. Um, I would say, like to say it's a migraine is kind of an understatement, but it's maybe the best way people can kind of understand it, but a tremendous amount of pain um, because of the pressure in my head from that. Um, and, and I go through bouts. I have um, a bag of medication that I live on basically in order to function and be kind of upright. And But yet I'm, I'm thankful for it because I've gone through years of not having these medications and I really, really struggled with functioning. Um, Without being just kind of um, when days are really bad, basically in a in a dark room that's completely quiet and um, you know kind of cut off from the world. Um, But um, the the interesting thing is that I've chosen to remain active and to try to work with that. And um, one of my neurologists has said, like he calls me his crazy try girl. This crazy runner girl, because he's like, you're crazy. Because I, he kind of wants to sentence me to my room and tell me not to do it. But yet I'm active, and where most people with my condition cannot be. So you know what he says is, you know, the, the interesting thing is. The more active you are, the more it stimulates the the flow and the increase of spinal fluid in my brain, which is actually worsening my condition. Yet I'm actually able to be up and functioning and, and doing these things, so I'm I'm actually really grateful. Um, but I do go through. Um, I have injections that I go for, um, and you know I've I've. Um, been offered to be in these different experimental treatments and so forth. And a lot of the medications are are a little scary to be on, but, you know, we constantly kind of have to weigh, you know, whether or not we can do it. And, and a lot of the medications are very expensive too, and insurances don't want to pay. And one of my medications uh, alone, we've been like through three um, different boards of appeal in order to get covered for it. And it's one that actually does really help me function, um, but we're really grateful that we have the specialists uh, who can work with me, and that I'm able to function. And I think, like Geo, you know what he went through. You know, I went through a, a, a series um, uh, where, in a, a time period where I, I basically have a time bomb in my head that you know I could go to sleep and and not wake up, or I could exert too much and and you know die um and and that's really scary um but you know as we keep going back to not living in fear you know i decided like i can't walk around thinking i have a basically a hand grenade in my head and not do anything i have to do something about it and so um you know i say by the grace of god but um you know i i choose not to stay in that place because it would be really debilitating and i think i would just be depressed and you know, not enjoy life. And, you know, I could, anybody could step off a curb and get hit by a bus, you know, or something happened to them. Um, you know, and why just dwell on the fact that I have this in my head um, that could kill me. So, um, you know, just go and, and be health, as healthy as I can um you know live a life that's um full and and focus on fitness and health and so forth and that's where i've really turned to triathlon and my um you know weight training and fitness competitions because i have wanted to really you know live clean eat clean and and see if that really helps my condition and i have found that that really has so that's a little bit about you know my journey and how long have you had it um, I was diagnosed, um, oh goodness, um, I would say, I think it's more than five years ago, and it was literally like someone turned a switch, light switch on, and it just happened one day, I just woke up in excruciating pain, and, and that was it, um, the light switch did not get shut off. Um and it and it took me uh quite a while to find the doctors who could kind of figure out what was going on too. Um, you know, which was very scary. And eventually I will need brain surgery, but um, you know, right now we've chosen to delay that until, you know, we the doctors feel like um, you know, it's grown to the point that I need to um you know, I could I put it this way, I could go anytime and have brain surgery, but um, I, the doctors are with me on my decision to postpone that at this time, based on how I'm able to function. So during the time, like since you've been diagnosed,
0: since that morning you woke up in excruciating pain, you have gotten certified as a paddleboard yoga instructor? Yes. I competed in a bikini competition and did quite well right
1: i've I've done several of them um i went and you know i I decided to get into uh, the paddleboard and paddleboard yoga actually my mom got me into paddleboarding and then i decided i just loved it so much and i thought it was a great um source of cross training from triathlon um so i'd always struggled with back issues too that i wanted to do that and then i said you know wanted to do paddleboard yoga too um, and then, um, I wanted to, I, again, I just kind of expand and do other things. And I had a friend who, um, was into, um, fitness competitions and, and she got me into, uh, into that. And I just decided I loved it. And I think the thing that I loved about it is that, again, I'm focused on like healthy lifestyle, clean eating, um, really focusing on, you know, care for your body, but also, you know, helping others with that as well. Um, and promoting that message with others. Um, and really there's a great community out there. Um, just like the triathlon community. And that's what I loved about it. Yeah. Okay.
0: So back to this list of amazing things you've done. Also a whole bunch of running races yeah. and tons of triathlons.
1: Yep.
0: And, um, you quit your job and started a business. Yes. And y- you've, yeah, you guys are getting married soon.
2: Next yeah, month in Kona. Next month.
0: Yeah. So exciting.
2: Yes.
1: We're very excited.
0: So I feel like it just you've done more than a, a quote-unquote normal person does in five years, and you've done it all <laughs> with a hand grenade in your head.
1: Yes. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So what, what message know. do you have?
0: What would you say to people who... Um, are kind of on the fence about doing something, about moving forward with their dreams?
1: I would say just you have to take each day as a gift. And everybody has stuff, okay? Whether, you know, I have this condition, you know, G.O.S., diabetes, everybody has stuff. Some people are, you know, bogged down with a lot of family issues or they've gone through a lot of trauma. Everybody has stuff and don't focus on the stuff, you know, focus on, um, focus on, I'll go back to what you said, love, not fear, and focus on really celebrating life as I know this sounds very corny, but each day is a gift. And we can choose to kind of squander that gift, or we can choose to make the most of it. You know, we can choose to celebrate it, however that is, you know, we're kind of yeah, we're kind of not normal. We're kind of crazy at all we do. But, you know, we we just want to celebrate every single day kind of like it's our last. You know, we, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. And I think if people can just stop focusing on the things and the reasons why they can't. And I think that's kind of getting back to the business and why we can't do it. You know, there's, there's lists of pages of what why we couldn't do it. But why do we wanna do it and focus on the can and the and focusing on the um I guess it's more than just the power of positive thought, but focusing on the why and and celebrating just every day, you know?
2: Well I wanna say a big thing for me, Kelsey. I lost my mom to cancer last year and I've never seen anyone go through cancer. It was my first experience. And I'm was very lucky. I got to spend two weeks with her in Puerto Rico before she passed. And when she passed, she was only 70 pounds. And even to this day, I can't believe seeing my mom. She was just literally a skeleton. I took one picture with her and I couldn't take another one because she was just gone. But growing up, my mom was a very tough lady. She was awesome. But she didn't take it from anybody. She was not scared. She would have fought Mike Tyson if she could have. <laughs> she was a little five foot crazy Puerto Rican. But one thing she always told us growing up was, don't be a bitch. But she said it with a she said bitch because the Puerto Rican accent. And what she meant by that is the last thing that was the last thing my mom told me when I it was the hardest thing to do to leave knowing that that's the last time you're going to see somebody. So when I left Puerto Rico, when I gave her a hug, I knew that's the last hug and the last time I'm going to see my mom. And she looked at me and told me, just like growing up, go home and don't be a bitch. And it may sound crazy, but what my mom said is you can be anything in life you want. Don't let anyone tell you can't. For me, I have no fear of doing this business. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a designer. I'm not an apparel maker. I'm not a business owner. But for me, I'm not scared to do it. And I'm not scared to do it because what my mom put as us growing up and what she said. She said, don't be a bitch. Don't let anyone tell you. You can be anything in life you want to do. And that's why for me, I don't have the fear in doing this business. I, I always joke around and say, play I of the Tiger every morning because I'm I'm pumped up and I'm so grateful for this chance And I'm not scared and we're just going to work as hard as we can. And if we fail, we fail. Big deal. We'll go back to work. And if not, you know, let's make this thing happen.
0: Yes. 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 You guys are incredible.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks, I
0: adore you both. Keep doing what you're doing, please. Thank you. So, um, well, first of all, where can people learn more about you? How can they support Baby Rhino and you guys individually?
1: Uh, well, they, we have a Facebook page. Uh, they go to our website, which is babyrhinomultisport.com. Uh, they can check out our website. Um, if they go to our Facebook page, too, um, Baby Rhino Multisport, uh, they can see and learn more about us, about our passion. Um,
2: Don't forget, in- Instagram's my favorite. Oh, yeah,
1: Instagram. Shame on you. I me know. Of course, my of course. I didn't get there. <laughs>
2: That's the only he thing did. I like, Kelsey. I love Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I love Instagram. At
1: Baby Rhino Multisport. Yes. Yeah. Uh um, On Instagram, out. check us out. We love to hear from people. Um, we love to hear about their story if they want to connect with us.
2: And all of our models on that you see in Baby Rhino gear are all athletes on Team Rhino and mm-hmm. our Baby Rhinos. So if you look through all the products we have, every person in the picture is a teammate of ours.
1: We love it. How many of you are there? We have uh, fifty-eight uh, team members, and they're all over the world—Brazil, uh, uh, Canada. I, I want to name everywhere, but Dubai. Uh, Dubai.
2: We had to Canada. cut it off. It was just overwhelming to get everyone logged in, emails. It was just crazy yeah. when we got almost to sixty. We just—it was too much to keep up with because you know we're just mm-hmm. learning what we're doing, and it was very overwhelming. But. I think and next year we want
1: year, to keep it a community. Yeah, too.
2: we want to keep it a nice community, but we'll be ready for next year when we yeah. when we open it up to the public again.
0: Yeah. You guys are only six months in. I
2: know.
1: Yes. I know. We can't believe
2: it already. I know. That's crazy. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. And your designs are beautiful. I love them, And I love the colors. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Pink and orange are my favorites. We, yes. we wanna yes.
1: make we wanna make people like smile when they wear them and feel happy. Our first launch for with our spring-summer collection was our ode to Kona, where we we got our roots and uh, tribal, which, you know, I think the tribal vibe, um, you know, we just wow. feel like it just has so much meaning uh, to have that spirit behind it. And, um, you know, we hope that we we feel, I always say it gives us extra mojo. You know, we want people to feel like happy when they wear it and feel like a little extra oomph.
2: And has to be colorful. Even though I'm a guy, I love colors. So everything we design is going to have a lot of colors, even for the men. Very important.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: You got to stand out. You got to stand out from <laughs> the pack, baby. We are here to be seen.
2: Yes, right. absolutely. Absolutely. Right.
0: Everyone. You guys, thank you so much for your time.
1: Aw, thank thanks, you, Kelsey. Kelsey. We love you. I oh, love you.
2: Great to catch up with you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Find Your Awesome podcast. I'd like to invite you to head over to kelseyabbott.com to grab a series of short meditations and please come join the Find Your Awesome group on Facebook. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please tell the world in whatever way feels good to you and please leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for being part of this crazy adventure.